Welcome to Student Transitions, A Time to Thrive. Life is full of change and resulting periods of transition. And some of our big transitions begin as students, as we move through the educational process and then on to the world of work or further education, university and independent living. If we can learn as students how to thrive through transitions, we will have acquired skills that will support us through a lifetime of change and transition. So, if you're facing changes in your life as a student, listen on as we share our insights and suggestions to help you thrive in a world where change is the only constant. just before we get into today's podcast, I want to tell you about some additional resources available to you. First, this podcast is available with a full transcript for free. Then, for a small fee, you can access a think sheet for each episode in this 10-episode series. They're designed to help you reflect on the content of each episode. To learn more, go to louisewiles.com forward slash successful dash student dash transitions. Oh, hello and a very warm welcome to episode nine of Student Transitions. I'm Louise Wiles and I'm here together with Elizabeth Gillis. So today we're going to be talking about friendship. I know that you are all starting new lives, either you are moving into a new life at university or taking on a new role, a new career and a new workplace. And so developing friendships and new connections will be a big part of that experience. And we know it can be quite a charged experience. (laughs) So we thought today we would spend some time thinking about why it can feel quite the challenge it does often and some strategies for coping with it. So we're going to be talking about friends, making friends in your new place. And then in the future, we'll have another session talking about um, friendship with yourself. So just to make that distinction up front so you know what we're talking about today. So let's start just talking a bit about the issue and why it is such an issue. We hear quite a bit at the start of university academic years about how students feel this feel this sense of social anxiety around um, finding their place, if you like, in the new social environment. So there are lots of ideas and reasons why this might be. So we'll talk through some of those now. So Elizabeth, do you want to? I mean, I think there's a there's a kind of almost a straightforward explanation about why, you know, people might struggle to get those friends at university because um, you're you're coming from a place where you know your friends at school. You've maybe been there for a long time, and you've got an established group or even established groups, maybe a few people that are that are your true good friends and you've made them over a long period of time. And and so remember in the transition cycle, when we talked in the podcast one, where you go from a place of feeling settled and knowing, um, you know, knowing 
your friends, knowing the place you were in, knowing what you're studying, to leaving and going somewhere new. So those friends are being left behind most of the time and you're going into a new place where you have to make some new people. So it's not surprise, surprising in this kind of part of you know young people's development, their friendships are very important to them. It helps them develop their identity, helps them kind of discover who they like to be with and who what they like to do. So it's not a surprise that this going, you know, when you go to work or university, that friendship is a big issue. You know, will I make friends? And and also I think we've got to remember that we're social beings. And so remember we talked in a previous um, podcast about um, worries, comparing ourselves with other people. Are we fitting in the group? Am I going to be rejected? Am I doing enough to be accepted? So when you're entering into a new place, that will be heightened. Um, you know, you want to be part of a group. We know that social connections are good for us. They're good for our, our mood. They're good for our physical health. They're good for actually living a longer life. The study by Robert Waldinger from Harvard, looking at what made people have a long, satisfied life, was about having quality social connections. So we kind of know within ourselves that this is an important thing to do. And going into a new place, it can be a bit tricky. What do you think? Yeah, and I think drawing on that as well, we talked about in a previous episode, and we will put the links in the in the notes to this as well. But we talked about the importance of being in the in group, you know, and why, you know, from a biological perspective and a, a security safety perspective, that was so important um, to our ancestors, and and that still is an important part, important thing for us today. You know, we feel threatened and a bit a bit fearful if we're not part of a group or or we're observing other groups that we're not part of so if you're walking around campus and you're looking around and you're seeing people in groups and you're not in one it is quite a natural feeling to feel a bit uncomfortable about that and and to wish that you perhaps had your own group and hopefully over time you will become part of a group you know and that's I suppose one of the things to think about and we'll come on to talk about you know how to, to make your way into groups and create friendships in groups, but just to normalise that feeling and, and recognise that. And I suppose that leads me on to say you know, it's a roller coaster ride, this sort of social, you know, creating these new friendships and developing new, new friendships. And one day you'll feel great, I've made some lovely new friends or a lovely new friend and had great conversation and it's all looking good. I've been out to a pub and a club and it was all good. And then the next day, perhaps you don't hear from them. You think perhaps they've gone out without you. And, and suddenly it feels very different. And that's normal. And you probably will find everyone telling those ups and downs. But what happens is people don't share that because they don't want to admit to feeling uncomfortable. You know, that is a stage of a relationship when you start to share that content. Um, and initially, when you're making those friends, in the initial stages of friendship, you often don't, you know, share that level of detail with others. So it can be you know, challenging because you're looking out thinking no one else is feeling the way you're feeling. Actually, some of them will be. But it's totally normal to be feeling that way. And I think it's important that we say that. 
Yeah, I, I, I think that's spot on, Louise. I mean, that kind of worry that some people might have is say, oh, can I share that this is really hard for me? But, you know, it's one of those help, things that help when you're vulnerable. Remember, we when we talked about the podcast about asking for help, sometimes mm-hmm. having vulnerability will aid that relationship building. And there was there was a recent sort of it's been all over the press. We're doing this in October 22, but recently there was something in um, a study that was published in Oxford by somebody called Robin Dunbar, and he looked at friendship development and wanting to kind of really explore this because what an important pr- protective factor it is in our life. And he came up with some really interesting um, kind of statistics. So like making a friend, he suggests in his research, takes five and a half months. We need about 34 hours of investment, I like that word, to shift from a superficial friendship to a true friend. And and he talked about having 11 interactions, about three hours. So this is not just going for a quick cup of coffee. This is like intense talking. Um, So it's not a small, you know, it's not small, fast-paced things. It's about, you know, spending time, investment, effort to, um, you know, if we're thinking about, you know, investment, it's about the dividends that you'll reap from that. So, you know, you could be quite frustrated, say, oh, I talked to this person, I talked to that person. You need to do it for depth and a long time and consistently in order to, for those friendships to be developed. Yes. So it's interesting, isn't it? We kind of think, oh, maybe we'll make a, in that friendship frenzy that people talk about at the beginning of university, you're not going to make those true friends well into kind of like, you know, after the first term, it's going to take, it's going to take quite a bit of time, but we want it early on because of the reason we've talked about before, because we want that social connection. We want to feel good with other people, but it takes time. Yeah. yeah. And so I would say perhaps one of the ways to kind of think about it is recognizing it will take time. It's just to note each day the achievements you've made in developing friendships. So have you met somebody new that you clicked with on, you know, because you were talking about a certain subject and it felt good do you have a nice conversation with a group of people over dinner or in your if you're in an apartment with your mates in your part in the kitchen they're just noticing those moments of connection and 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 recognizing that each time they're stepped forward steps forward to this point where you will feel comfortable uh, and and then enjoying that process that's the other thing you know, thinking about it as a process that we all have to go through. And it's an enjoyable one because you get to discover new things about new people and to learn about others and to make choices about friendship as well. And I think that's a really important point because not everyone is going to be the kind of person you want to be friends with. So as well as feeling you've got to make friends and feeling that pressure, I think it's really important that you think about, well, what kind of friend do I want? What's important to me in friendship? So thinking about your the beliefs around what makes a good friendship and the values you have about what you put into friendship, what's important to you and what you hope your new friends will do too. Yeah. There's something that we'll include in the in the think notes and it's called a friendship funnel. So it's hard to kind of like explain what I'm where we're just listening but you imagine a v and at the top of the v 
you know, there's a there's a there's a kind of line where you've got lots of acquaintances, and then the next kind of depth down layer down would be about, you know, having people that you spend a bit of time with, and then there'll be people that you you're actually going to make more of an effort to actually be with, and then, you know, there's people that you're going to see on a, a regular basis. You seek out, you do a lot of things together, and then at the bottom, you know, you've got your core one person or you know, Robin Dunbar talks about, you know, having that, those true friendships that are maybe a, sm a small group. They're not going to be large groups. So, again, it's about you might have different um, groups of friends. You might have a group of friends that, you know, you go to a particular lecture with or you work in a particular task with or you have a st study group with or you go out after work with. Um, so it's about not just having one group of friends, which maybe we can tend to think about, but having different groups of friends that fill, fulfill different kind of functions for you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the, the good thing about you know, going to university and work is that you are in social places mm -hmm. where you've got space and time, as, as Louise says, to set up those processes of making friends. So, you know, university gives you a little bit more of a freedom and flexibility about it. Work is more about a lot more continuity and putting you in constant kind of face-to-face um, -face with people where you're maybe working on projects together. It's a, maybe a lot more kind of structured, but they're both fantastic places mm -hmm. to be, to make friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And thinking about what I said about you know what's important in those friendships to you, you had some really good questions. I think we've also got to re remember that we're saying top friendships are a, are a protective factor in life. Sometimes some friendships aren't, mm -hmm. and maybe we'll have another session as well thinking about how do you deal with that? How do you deal with friendships that are difficult? But you know, I think going into like Louisa being open and going to try friendships out, to try these relationships out is a really good thing. I, I kind of think it's a little bit for me, like you have to try on clothes to see if they're a good fit and you look mm -hmm. good in them. And I think friendships are a bit like that as well. Does this feel good for me? So my questions would around kind of friendships would be, um, do they feel they like you for who you are? Not about who you might portray you'd be, but for you, you are. I'm having a hard time with this at the moment. You know, they like you because you can you can be honest about how you're feeling. Um, do they respond and listen when you need help? So, <clears throat> you know, are they that shoulder to cry on? Somebody you can really rely on. And you're not going to necessarily get that. You know, if we think about that six months that Robin and Barr is talking about, that's going to take a little bit of time. Um, can you share important things with them and they do that for you? So there's a two-way street here. It's not just one way. And are they somebody that is a life enhancer that adds to your life and maybe you are for them too? So, you know, some good questions to be thinking about. Yeah, there are possibilities in my life. They're, they're something that can add to me and me to them. Um, remembering that it takes time. Yeah. And it's a two way process. I think that's the really important thing. It's not just you giving. Um, so thinking back to the previous episode where we talked about asking for help and giving and receiving help, but you know, making sure that you are getting something back and they are 
participating in that relationship equally as well is really important. Um, and, and how you are in these friendships are really important. Like, can you be yourself and stuff like that mm-hmm. is good. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I know maybe starting work and starting, you know, you, know, you want to kind of put a kind of good face on and whatever. The, the interesting thing about this Dunbar study as well, they found that there were certain qualities that were important for friendship. And 61% of the res- respondents think that having a sense of humour was an essential ingredient in friendship. Isn't that good? Isn't that a nice mm. thing? So, um, and they also said something that you said earlier, Louise, about having 44% said it was about values. Mm-hmm. So having similar values. Um, and also there was something there about being driven by similar interests and activities, being trustworthy, being reliable. So you could think to myself, you know, can I bring my sense of humor to this? You know, first of all, do I know what my values are and how I look for people with similar ones? And am I trust? Do I show up? You know, am I trustworthy? Um, and also, you know, those are for basic friendships. And for you get into that true level of friendship, maybe it's about people knowing you're there and there are hard times for them and they are for you. That's kind of maybe about true friendships, isn't it? And I think it's interesting, isn't it? Because one of the points you raised there was of having a shared interest. So, yeah, I think for, for me, that is a really important one. So if you don't know what your interests are, then that's quite difficult. So spending some time to think about, well, what am I interested in and what do I want to spend time doing? Because when you're doing something, it's so much easier to, to make a connection with people. And you've got that shared purpose behind an activity. So think about interests. And I know at university, there are plenty of clubs and it's almost too much, I think, that you're perhaps feeling a bit overwhelmed by it all. Um, but yeah, making sure that you've, you've chosen a few of those interest groups that you enjoy and, and meeting people through those. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think that's good, Louise. You, you can have that worth you know, thinking about well, what can you do so you know join things there are you know things on university sites that that actually are focused on how you can do this because Mm -hmm. they know people might have been not doing this these kind of things recently so like we said joining societies hanging out in areas where other people are going to be um taking up invitations of stuff and making invitations uh, organizing a study group organizing something you know a place where you're all going to meet up after work so that doing things you almost have to be willing to have some nerves and discomfort about it knowing you're doing it because you want to have connection with other people yeah yeah and I think you also the important thing that the idea that's just struck me about doing is that it can feel a bit like you're doing everything and no one else is. And the reality is a lot of people are quite, are quite complacent. <laughs> you know, not everyone will do. There are doers and, and you know, it, it can feel, I suppose, that you're trying too hard if you're yeah. the one that's doing all the doing. But that isn't necessarily a judgment about you. It's absolutely, uh, perhaps a judgment about other people who aren't doing who are quite complacent and they're just quite happy just to follow the flow. I mean, that's another thing to think. You know, some people will just go with the flow, and 
you know, whether they then ultimately make really good friends in the end, who knows? Um, but but I guess there's also this balance between doing and being. And, um, you know, you, you want to do and take, make, you know, take action, but also give yourself a chance just to be and to relax and, and enjoy things rather than thinking you're having to be striving all the time to make those conversations and have those conversations and meet those people because that's exhausting. It is exhausting. I I was also thinking about, um, Louise, about going back to that self-compassion podcast that we did about being kind to yourself in this transition and especially around that if you really want friends and it's not going the way you want, so it's being compassionate to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and and having things in your toolkit like that but also having other things with you when you're at university or you're thinking of going I mean often people are are advised to take one of those doorsteps door stops mm-hmm. with them so that they can have their door open when they need it and closed you know when they're when they want some time on their own so it's not about you have to be out there all of the time, it's really important to have some time to yourself. And something I read on one of the university websites, it said, you know, take some some games with you, social games like um, Twister or some games like that so that you can mm-hmm. can can say, oh, anybody fancy a game at Twister at my mm-hmm. place tonight or something? So you're inviting people in, not just to sit about and talk, but to kind of do things that mm-hmm. you can think back on. So mm-hmm. um, other things to take with you, maybe a kind of book of the book of the city you're going to or the place you're going to and explore roundabout recipe books or something that you can maybe make and cook together. Have a have a, you know, I've got this really good spaghetti bolognese. Who who wants that tonight? So mm-hmm. being able to offer in you know, make experiences um, is a really important thing. And there's also some research about from a, and a um, Professor Jane Dutton, who researches into sort of social connection and relationships. And she talks about the value of positive micro moments. So the value of just those, those little hellos, how are you, smiles, you know, those small things that we do that build the beginnings of connection but really help you to feel that you're part of a community uh, and apparently they really um, support our deep psychological need to feel respected and valued and appreciated and yet they're small things so it is just yeah perhaps after a while once you've been in your accommodation or in your new office if you're in your new office situation you perhaps stop to stop doing these things because you think oh it's the matter of being here everyone knows me now but you know just going in and just smiling at everybody and saying good morning offering people a coffee you, those small micro moments make a massive difference not just to you but to everyone else so take time to remember those and you know as you're running out of your residence or hall in the morning going to a lecture as you pass people you know smile and wave and say hi and you'll brighten their day as well as yours because you'll get a response from them and that's self-reinforcing too. So. Love that. So we've 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 concentrated a little bit on the things that you do. And we've start we also did a little bit about how you think. Um and I kind of like this idea of scripts. And I don't want you to kind of hold t- too tightly to this, but about especially when you're new somewhere 
how are you going to introduce yourself? What are you going to say? What are you going to say about yourself? And maybe sometimes you need a short version and a long version, you know. Um, but you might want to say something amusing or interesting. I think that's a good thing to have. And going back to the thing that Louise was talking about earlier is really watch that mind you have, that kind of active mind that compares itself with other people. It's prone to do that. Um, and maybe kind of like use that when you're thinking about, oh, everybody else is making friends, am I? Use that mind to say, oh, that's me telling myself. That mind is saying friendships are important, so that's what I've got to do. That's where it comes from. It comes from that need to, for us to, to kind of be healthy and happy in social connections. So you can remind yourself of where it's coming from and then be willing to do the kind of difficult and that thing that gives you a bit of discomfort to go and do the things that you need to do. Um, and then the other thing that I would say about the thinking bit, go back to when we talked about in podcast one, I think it was about strengths and how you're going to use your particular strengths. And of course, if you've got a strength of humour, this is going <laughs> to suit you well in making friendships. But think about if, you know, if one of your strengths is something like perseverance, I'm going to keep at this. I know it's going to take me six months at least to find <laughs> new friends. Um so be using the things that are are in you to kind of help you move move forward in this process of making friends. Yeah. Yeah. What are you thinking about? Yeah, so I'm thinking, you know, definitely, I think I like the idea of, of thinking about what you want to share about yourself with others and being, yeah, and understanding your strengths. Most definitely, because I'm very pro-strength. I think also perhaps just creating you in your mind some questions you can ask other people. Uh, so that if you're sitting having a meal with someone, you you know you've got some questions in your mind that you might follow up and and ask them. And you know one of the things that I would think about question is you know, when you first sit down with somebody, you might say, "Oh hi, how are you?" You know that's the usual. Isn't it? How are you? Fine. How are you? Fine. Hmm. Okay, where does the conversation go next? So you, know, you could ask things like, "Also, how's your day been? What's been the best bit of your day? What was most interesting about your day?" Um, what did you do last night and what was fun about it so asking those follow-on questions that get people to give you more detail that really generates and, and people love to be invited to talk yeah so if you are the person that does that people will remember that for you for that because they'll remember that you made them feel comfortable and that you were interested in them and that's quite an unusual feeling because people often are very prepared to talk at you um but they don't often show an in real interest, a real genuine interest in you. So if you're that person who's doing that, that can make a difference as well. And the other thing I was just thinking about in terms of you know, the stories we tell ourselves as well, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll create all kinds of stories about what's going on you know, outside of ourselves, you know, situations and friendships that, you know, around the room or in the canteen or wherever you are. And, we're right about 50% of the time, the rest we're not. So don't get too hung up on your internal stories. You know, challenge them, ignore them, and just carry on because we do create these complex stories that kind of justify perhaps what we're wanting to think or we think we should think about a situation, which often are incorrect. So don't rely on those. 
particularly. I mean, obviously, if it's, if it's really clear what the situation is, that's fine. Um, they've all turned, people have turned your back on you and don't want to talk to you. I mean, I was talking to my daughter the other day and she was saying there's an area where people meet um, before they go out to socialise. I'll, I'll go out to their social events and they'll meet and sit down and wait for their friends to join them and then they'll all go off together. And two guys decided, well, we're going to see if we can, a little social experiment that's going to see if we can get these people to talk to us. So they sat down at one of these tables and these other people all turned their backs on them and didn't talk to them. Yeah. So in that situation, I think you just kind of have to laugh and say it's more a reflection on the other people than you. You were there with the right intentions. They're wrong with just being unfriendly and, and move on. And I think that's, that's true of friendship. Sometimes we have to just choose, yeah, this isn't the right situation, the right group, the right feeling. So I will just move on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, friendships change, don't you? Don't they? Mm. You know, and in the Dunbar study, that was one of the things that they they found was that friendships often some friendships have a, a life of about seven years and then they moved on. So friendships are fluid, right? They're a process. Yeah. They're fluid. Um, and I don't know if this is a good place to end or not, but um, there was I was reading something recently, and there was a quote by George Bernard Shaw. He said, life isn't about finding yourself. It's about creating yourself. Oh. And I really like that. I like that in terms of kind of building your friendships. You have to be active in this process of it. I like that. really like that. That's a great note to finish on. And I just want to add one final thought, and that is if you're in a new work situation, a new location, because of your work situation, making friends or university making friends, Remember that these are some of your new friends, but you will also have a social network that is located back home or you know, connections elsewhere. They're also really important. So don't forget to maintain those connections, to talk to those people and continue communications with them and, and developing those friendships because they're part of your broad social network. It's not just about where you are right now, and, but you have a network, not just in one location. So remember those friendships and and draw on support from them as well i agree <laughs> make Brilliant. new friends but keep the old yeah. <laughs> some are still like that. that's others gold you know oh, but, there we are yeah. brilliant well that is definitely <laughs> a good place to finish today so thank you very much for listening everyone bye-bye for bye. now bye Thank you so much for listening. We really hope you found this session on nurturing relationships helpful. Here's a quick summary to pull the content together for you. So it's not unusual to feel a sense of social anxiety when moving to live in a new environment. And this happens for several reasons, not least because belonging has evolutionary roots, as does our fear of rejection. That feeling of wanting to be accepted can feel uncomfortable, but it is totally natural. We have learned that feeling that we belong and are connected with others is very important for our health, our well-being and even our longevity. But it's not always easy to forge new friendships and Robin Dunbar in his research found we need about 34 hours of investment to shift from a superficial relationship to a true friend. 
It's the depth of friendships that count and that takes time to develop. And because of this, it may be helpful to note your achievements and the progress you're making in developing new friends. It's also helpful to think about the kind of person you want to be friends with. What values are important to you? And what values would you like to see in your friends? And thinking about the process of developing friendships, we described the friendship funnel, which represented the process of friendship development. Elizabeth suggested that building friendships is a bit like trying on clothes. We can try different friendships and ask ourselves whether they feel good to us or not. And remember, friendship is a two-way street. It should be a life enhancer for both of you, your friendship. The Dunbar study found certain qualities were important for friendships to develop. These included humour, values, similar interests and activities, being trustworthy and reliable. Remember though that you don't have to be pushing it all the time. Do give yourself time to relax and just be, and also remember to be compassionate to yourself. Also remember the value of positive micro moments from Dr. Jane Dutton. She suggested that smiles and simple highs and how are yous are all the building blocks to those initial connections and they're also helpful in building a sense of community. And also to help those initial conversations, think about what you'd like to say. Think about the questions you'd like to ask. And remember that people love to talk about themselves, so help by asking questions that encourage them to share more with you. Remember, friendships are fluid and do move on. George Bernard Shaw said, life isn't about finding yourself, it's about creating yourself. So you need to be active in the process of creating friendships. Also, don't forget your old networks. Remember that they're still there. They're there to connect with you and continue to support you. So we hope that you have found this podcast helpful. And don't forget those handy resources that we discussed at the beginning of the podcast. You can access the full transcript for this episode and also the think sheets for a small fee by going to the website louisewiles.com forward slash successful dash student dash transitions. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye for now.